When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Room Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In today's episode, we'll take a look back at the Washington football team Kansas City Chiefs game this past week. It was a game where Washington had a chance to pull off the upset, but couldn't capitalize, and ultimately paid the price. A look at the matchup versus the Green Bay Packers this week. There's another tough task awaiting for them for this struggling team. Also look at some waiver wire pickups and matchup-based starts for your fantasy football team. Lots of cover. So here we go. Looking back at the Chiefs game, their defense was better than stats indicate. You know, D-line was solid again. It really has been the last couple weeks. They've been picking up the pace, like the way they've been playing, um, getting home with the quarterback, running some stunts, um, you know, playing more team football in the D-line. Chase getting back to last year's form. He consistently, you know, winning against his man, getting good rushes. Sometimes he gets up field too too much and allows the quarterback to step up in the pocket, but. Other than that, he had another sack this week. Um, he's playing good ball. I mean, he's, you know, I'm sure by the end of the year he's going to end up close to 8 to 10 sacks again. Um, but, you know, he, he's coming on. That's something the defense can hopefully hang their hat on. Um, obviously, the yards and stats don't indicate how the defense played a little better. And, again, unfortunately, the measuring stick is getting, you know, it's getting low. I mean, defense, we see a little bit of improvement, and now we're saying, oh, they're playing a little better. So, obviously, nowhere near where this defense needs to be, but at least took a few steps in the right direction. Um, you know, turnovers were made. A lot of it was on Kansas City, self-inflicted wounds. Um, Kendall Fuller dropped an interception in the first drive, which was huge because Kansas City ended up scoring a touchdown. Did have an, an interception later in the game. Uh, Bob McCain's interception was a horrible, horrible decision by Patrick Mahomes. He knows that. He admitted that. Um, Cole Holcomb first forced fumble was a great play by him coming across field, playing that sideline to sideline ability at linebacker, read the play beautifully, um, got his hand on the ball, knocked it out of Nicole Hartman's hands. Um, so turnovers were, you know, you were something this team has been lacking these first five, six weeks and something that was good to see hopefully going forward. Um, you know, unfortunately, Washington's offense wasn't able to, you know, make Kansas City pay for it. And that's obviously the main reason why I lost this football game. Cole Holcomb, I thought, was, you know, phenomenal. Best game of the season. Um, really, he's playing freely. He's letting his in- instincts take over. You saw the last couple years where he had flashes, and now he just looks more comfortable in his position. Um, maybe he's standing with the team. Um, you know, definitely you can see he just feels more comfortable with the defense. Just kind of playing, you know, like I said, his instincts are taking over and let him, uh, letting his speed take over because he is you know, really fast linebacker. He's having a bre- breakout year. I think it is pro day. He ran like a 4-4, four, 4-5. Four, four, it's great for a linebacker. Um, Jamie Davis was good as well. Um, got more playing time. Still not a full workload, but big. I think he played 30 more plays than he did last week against the Saints. Um, you know, I love the way he chased down Patrick Mahomes on a blitz um, later in the game. Um, you definitely see that closing speed. Another guy that runs a 4-4 type guy. They have fast linebackers between Jamie Davis and Cole Holcomb. And, you know, once those guys get going, they're going to be some, you know, very good duo. Same thing, I've been saying this to Jamie going out the preseason. I don't know why they're making him play the Mike linebacker position. You could tell he's a little more better playing outside because that's what he's more comfortable with. I'm not saying he can't be a Mike linebacker down the line. I'm just really still scratching my head of why they're making him do it this early in his career. And I think it's why it's kind of sudden his development and why he's taken a good amount of time to um, get acclimated and get some more reps out there. But, um, you know, hopefully, again, he's going to, I think he can be a very good Mike linebacker in this league. I just would have played him. Um, 
you know, on the outside these first, at least his first year. So, um, secondary had struggles again. There's no secret about that. William Jackson third was bad, poor in coverage, poor in tackling, almost a little like I didn't see lack of effort really on tackling sometimes. Not what you want to see from a guy that you pay a lot of money for in the off season. You know, it just wasn't his day. He did not play well. He really has to turn it around to, you know, finish the season strong. Obviously, there's still a long way to go, 11 games left or whatever it is, but um, definitely off to a poor start. Kendall was up and down. Obviously, they dropped the interception, didn't make an interception himself. Had a few nice tackles, missed some tackles. Um, just, you know, some inconsistent play by him, um, but that's kind of been the theme for him this year. Um, has some flashes and then has some you know, plays that make you, you scratch your head. Um, Cam Coyle was good. He's by far the best safety on this team, and I have you know, no problem saying that. He is the most well-prepared, more sh- most sure tackler, um, great instincts, like I said. Better still closer to the line of scrimmage, but he can play that free position, play that middle of the field safety um, if need be. McCain was better, a little better tackling this week. Obviously, he had an interception. Um, so those two were good. Landon Collins is, you know, finally playing closer to the line of scrimmage, playing more linebacker. Interestingly enough, today after Wednesday's practice, um, Ron Averis, you know, flat out stated there were a lot of fans and a lot of people have been thinking Landon Collins is a downhill linebacker. And I don't know how Landon reacted to that, but um, it's the truth. Landon needs to play a linebacker. We saw it in coverage even uh, on that first drive. He looked lost on a tight end, which was a big play that set up a touchdown for Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Landon didn't get his head around. He just, he just not a, he's just not a good cover player. And obviously, he's still going to cover at linebacker, but he's not going to do it as frequently as playing the safety position. So hopefully, he buys into a linebacker switch because that's where this team needs him right now, and that's just really what his best skill set is going forward. Um, his future with the team is up in the air. They can cut him after this year with not as much penalty, at least in the last couple years. Um, so at this point, there's no really reason to... Um, keep him if he's not going to switch to a linebacker position or at least play a lot better these last 11 games. Um, theme of the game was couldn't capitalize on turnovers. This team cannot not capitalize on turnovers to going against one of the best teams in the league. Uh, maybe not this year the way the Chiefs have been playing, but definitely still most talented. One of the most talented. Mahomes obviously probably is the most talented quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, it's definitely something that um, has to change. I mean, this is they had a chance to win that game and as crazy as it sounds going against you know one of the better teams in the league it just it just stinks that they weren't able to capitalize and that falls on the offense heineke um insane last goal podcast is what he is um he just he's very limited when it comes to his arm strength they held him into the pocket which really um narrowed his impact on the game there were opportunities for some bigger plays that he didn't make due to some inaccuracies he missed terry twice that first drive he threw a deep terry basically getting double covered by Matthew over the top and Terry had a step on both of them in the corner and it was overthrown later in the game a touchdown a possible touchdown to Terry in the end zone it was a poor uh, throw should have been more to the outside um, and it was uh, you know out of Terry's reach um, and even you know now I feel like I'm nitpicking on the guy but the Ricky Seals Jones touchdown that was not a good throw either just luckily the Ricky Seals Jones was so wide open didn't really matter Ricky had to hold up for it and Luckily, still enough time to run in for the end zone those last 10 yards. But um, I, like I said last podcast, I hope Fitzpatrick is the guy after he gets healthy. I mean, at this point, I would really consider Kyle Allen. I know Ron Rivera has pushed back on that a lot, but at least Kyle has a better arm. And before the injury, you know, was a mobile quarterback. You can see what he is coming back from the, you know, the season injury a year ago. Um, I really like the way Antonio Gibson's vision has improved since last year. You could tell he's more patient. 
he sees cutbacks, and it's, that's just great to see in a second-year runner, um, and really just a second-year running back overall. He barely played running back his whole life before coming to the NFL. Um, just sucks that he's hurt. You know, he's definitely not 100%. You know, got missed you know, a good amount of the game today. I mean, see me last week with the shin injury and potential calf injury. Obviously, he had a tough fumble. That's two now in these first six weeks. Got to hold on to that. Hold on to the rock a little better. Two hands are the hole. Uh, and that was another big play, but luckily the defense held up and didn't allow any points on that drive for Kansas City. But um, again, something he needs to work on. JD was good. You know, he needs to be counted on going forward. McKissick is potentially be the RB1 if Gibson is hurt. I love the way he hits the hole. He's explosive through the hole. Um, I don't know how much his body's going to hold up if he's number one, if he's playing, getting 20 carries a game, but you know, he can handle 10 15, I think. Um, not saying he, he's going to get hurt, but you know, he's just a smaller guy, and sometimes you know, you're, you're setting himself for more hits, obviously, going through the run in between the tackles. So, um, again, I like JD a lot. He's one of the better players in this offense. Ricky Sills Jones was good again. Um, I love the way he finishes runs. He's trying to seek contact. That's great to see. Um, obviously, he had a touchdown. Got to give the Scott Turner on that one. Actually, it was a good, good play design to bring the saves up on a, on a screen play, brought both. Defenders up, which obviously left he, ter, uh, excuse me, Taylor could have thrown on to Ricky Sills Jones or Dax Mill, and either one was wide open. Uh, but I really like the way Ricky Sills Jones is playing. I hope they use him as a combo threat with Logan Thomas when Logan gets back. They have two, you know, quality pass catching tight ends, and hopefully they use both of them. I hope Ricky Sills Jones just isn't you know, taking it out of the game plan completely once Logan gets back. Uh, Diami Brown looked a little sco- smoother catching the ball. It wasn't like he was double catching. Um, looked a little more confident out there. Obviously, the big thing was he needs to make that ball. That play on that 50-50 play, I guess it was the second quarter, that deep ball that could have been a touchdown. Um, you know, Diami is a guy, again, I still have a lot of hope, high hopes for, a lot of potential in. It's just he hasn't got, he just not, I don't, I've said it from the jump, but after they drafted him, I thought he was more of a 2022 kind of guy. Uh, but due to injuries, he's got to play, and he's, you know, doing his best out there. He's been hurt. Um, you know, I think in the future, he's going to make that play. He, he, he is a big play threat, deep ball threat. Um, and he's going to come down in the future, and he's going to learn from mistakes like that, and he's going to work on that. I, I have no um, no doubt that he will. Um, Terry was getting open as usual. Tough drop, his first drop of the year. Um, but he did have that little hamstring injury going into the game. You don't know how much that limited him. Um, like I said, he got he was open on a few plays that Terry missed. Him, excuse me, that Taylor missed him. So Terry is, uh, you know, again still getting open, still you know being effective. It just doesn't have the stats like he did a couple weeks ago against Atlanta. Um, DeAndre Carter was not in the game plan. Looked like I thought he was in a little bit, but I really thought they were going to use him more as a Curtis Samuel type, you know, some jet sweeps, some reverses, screen passes, a um, little bit out of the backfield. There was a couple times he lined up at the backfield, but it was more used as a decoy. I really think they should use Carter more. I mean, again, he's not Curtis Samuel, but at least gives you something that Curtis was supposed to give you before the injuries. Moving on to the Packer game, Packers game. Uh, first one, I hit a few things on that happened this week so far, uh, this being recorded on Wednesday. You know, Dustin Hopkins has been released. Um, not too surprising based off his inconsistent season so far. Um, he actually was, you know, okay against Kansas City. Not the field goal miss with notwithstanding obviously that could have made the team go up 16 to 10 either way they shouldn't have been kicking a field goal at that point the game was over they were going to keep field goals but either way hopkins missed it paid his price paid the price with his job and chris blewett is coming in not a guy that has really an nfl experience he was a kick kicker at pitt university um hopefully he's a little better than hopkins obviously there's a lot to go off not a lot to go off of has a pretty poor name for a kicker and blew it so hopefully it's um not an indication of things to come. I would look at Josh Lambeau once he's healthy. He's got a cup of the Jaguars recently. Um, he had a really good year a couple of years ago for the Jaguars. He was 33 or 34. Mega 2019, but he's been injured the last few years. But the accuracy's there. at someone I would consider if Blue is not a guy that you know can someone they can count on. 
Um, a lot of injuries in practice today on Wednesday. Guys that didn't practice include Sam Cosme, Antonio Gibson, Charles Leno Jr., Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Brandon Sheriff, Ricky Seals-Jones, Cam Sims. It's a long list. If those guys can't go, there's no way, you know, in uh, you know what, that they're going to beat the Packers. So um, it just, it's unfortunate to see. You know, luckily it is only Wednesday, the first big practice of the week. Hopefully those guys can go on. Um, I don't know. Um, Cosme, I don't expect to play. Sheriff probably won't play. At this point, I don't know why they didn't put Sheriff on IR because it would be the third game he missed. Um, you know, Gibson, again, has been battling injuries the last couple weeks. Not really too much of a surprise. He didn't practice. Not a surprise that Curtis didn't practice. Cam Sims hamstring has still been bothering him. You think he should have been on IR at this point. This would be game three. He's missed. If Ricky Seals Jones can't play, I don't know what the heck they're going to do at tight end, whether it be, I guess, John Bates, Samus Reyes, and Jay Stoneberger, who they picked up a few weeks ago off the Seahawks practice squad. And obviously the big one is Terry. If he doesn't play, I, I, I guess you're kind of on Deami Brown. Had to sign Antonio Gandy Golden off the practice squad, even though he's been elevated the last two weeks. So he's going to have to be actually signed because you can only be elevated twice before um, having you put on the active roster. So hopefully Terry's okay because that would be an absolutely huge loss for this team. That's obviously goes without saying. And then lastly, Rivera did say that he told Anna Collins he sees him as a downhill linebacker, which is a lot what all the fans and everyone has been saying. Um, and uh, I kind of alluded to it earlier in the pod, but you know, really Landon is just. He's a linebacker, and it's unfortunate that they signed him to pay that much money, and they have to think that he's a linebacker, but that is what he is. He, he was a box safety from the jump, and now he's just going to play more linebacker. That's where the team needs him, so hopefully he's okay with it. Um, but again, like I said earlier in the podcast, interesting that it was you know brought to the force forefront with uh, Rivera you know bringing it up but hopefully Landon is okay with it um, I don't think he really has a choice at this point because he that is if he's gonna play that's where he needs to play and that's hopefully he accepts that I'm um, going against Aaron Rodgers you know he looks like the 12 of old uh, you, know, you know obviously looks like Aaron Rodgers of old will be a tough day I absolutely love what he did against the Bears last week you know saying that you know he's owned them I own you I own you I still own you it, he's one of my favorite guys to watch always has been and he's just an amazing quarterback and Obviously, Green Bay doesn't look like they're going to have him forever. I'd love for Washington to make a play for him next year or this offseason, but I don't know if Aaron's going to want to come here or would consider coming here, but you know he's still a great, great quarterback even at his age. Escapes the pocket well, poses the same threat as Mahomes in that aspect. Um, obviously not as mobile, but can definitely you know break the pocket and uh, you know, make you pay. And Washington did a good job of holding Mahomes in the pocket the first half, and they kind of have to go to the wayside in the second half. They can't do that against Rodgers because he can make a pay in the same exact way. So... Um, obviously, A-Rod's going to be tough to contend with. Dynamic running game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon's up-and-coming running back. He could be a starter on a lot of teams, but, you know, got Aaron Jones there. Dillon's a guy they're looking to get 10 to carry as a game the last couple weeks. Aaron Jones, obviously, one of the best running backs in the NFL, too, out of the backfield and, you know, running between the tackles. They have a great running game. Washington's defense has been, you know, pretty solid against the run, all things considered, so they're definitely going to have to have their hands full with those two. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league, in my opinion. Um, he'll have a tough time containing them. Um, with Jackson and Fuller and St. Juice, whoever they want to put on him. His chemistry with Aaron Rodgers is next level. They, you know, those guys have been playing together for years and it shows on film and they just, you know, know nooks and crannies of where they're going to be and everywhere when they're going to be. So that's going to be tough to contend with, especially if there's breakdowns in coverage, which obviously this defense is prone to do. Um, Supporting cast in the receiver and tight end room, Alan Zard, Randall Cobb, Robert Tunyon. Solid group, but, you know, they need to focus on Devontae. Those other three beat them your cap because you just don't want Devontae. Those guys are okay, but I'd much rather if I was them have them beat me than you know Devontae Adams. Um, O-line is uh, average uh, with injuries to David Bakhtiari. 
I think he's eligible to come off pup this week. He's eligible to come off pup this week. I don't know if he's going to be able to play. Um, a lot of people playing at a position um, because of that. If Elton Jenkins playing left tackle um, or Nijman playing left tackle as well. Um, but Jenkins is usually an interior lineman who's playing left tackle a little more. You got Runyon, Myers, and Newman on the inside. Billy Turner on the right tackle. Now, defense line should be disruptive against this crew. Again, the Stevens Lions drafted and paid to do exactly what they should be doing and making disruption for the quarterback no matter who it is. So I wouldn't say, I wouldn't care who the offense line is. The defense line should be winning matchups every week. And they're getting there the last couple weeks, but got to be a little more consistent to have any chance because the secondary has been putrid so they got to do the best they can to get to the quarterback before they can exploit this secondary on offense you know the green bay defense has struggled with joe barry defensive coordinator i think all washington fans don't have fond memories of joe barry i'm shocked that the packers hired him he's not a good defensive coordinator he's barely a good linebackers coach and hopefully the packers um you know will be paid i mean will struggle because of it this week um they got uh, dean lowry uh, kenny clark and kingsley kiki who has one of the best names in football uh, former defensive lineman from texas a&m on the front three of the packers you know solid front three right there kenny clark's one of the best nose tackles in the league but hopefully this team can run against that that front um if it's gibson or, or mckissick um you got preston smith and rashawn gary on the edge um uh, the darius smith is still out with injury and you got jalen smith deandre campbell on the inside Preston Smith's still a good pass rusher. Obviously, Rashawn Gary is a younger player, but it's coming on um, from this year and last year. Um, so they have a good front seven overall, but the O-line has held up well, and I expect that to continue. Um, obviously, it would be huge if Charles Leno's out, but because um, then you would definitely be a little scared to see what happens. Um, I guess you put Cornelius Lucas as a left tackle and maybe Sadiq Charles at right tackle if Cosme can't go as well. I, I don't expect him to. I don't expect Sheriff to go either. So it's going to be a patch, patchwork offensive line. So um, if some of those guys come back, then I feel pretty confident about it. But if not, then yes, that front seven is going to be a trouble for this team. Um, secondaries where Washington can attack. Uh, Jair Alexander is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, but he's hurt. He's on the IR. He's not going to be playing Sunday. They have Eric Stokes, a first-round rookie from Georgia, who I'm really high on. Um, glad, I think it was a good pick for the Packers. Really good speed guy, good hands, um, knack for the ball. Um, good hand, um, he had a play against Florida last year against um, Kyle Trask. It was a be- beautiful interception. Read the play beautifully. Um, like him for Green Bay, but uh, still a young player. Kevin King's the other corner, but he's been injured. If he's hurt, you got Isaac Geetum playing on the outside. Need to explore those matchups, um, especially if Terry is active, which you know obviously this team really needs him to be they can you know eat all day terry can have a great game against that crew um even deami brown or deandre carter if he gets some opportunities or um, adam humphreys in the slot um, again just need to hit on those matchups because that's where this team can make some hay um darnell savage is a great safety adrian Amos is you know good safety this, that's a good solid safety group but their corners is where they're lacking so um again those safeties can make plays so they got to keep terry uh, excuse me taylor's got to keep an eye on those two in the back end um, but Heineke has to be better um, for this team to even have a remote chance in this game. You know, can't turn the ball over, which he did okay against Kansas City in that, that aspect. He did the interception at the end of the game. That was a fluke great play by the defensive lineman for Kansas City. If not, I think Kyle needs to be thought about even during the game if Taylor's struggling. Again, Ron has shown no, you know, potential to do that, so we'll see what happens. Um, again, Terry should have a big game against those poor corners. Um, have to get him the ball in any way possible because, you know, you got to get your hands the ball in the hands of your best players, and they haven't done that as well the last couple weeks. Um, I said it last week. I hope DeAndre Carter gets more involved. It didn't happen against the Saints, excuse me, against the Chiefs. I think he should get some more reps. Brown is going to get better, hopefully, um, throughout the season. Hopefully, he can step up, maybe have you know a mini breakout game, or at least you know have some more uh, flashes. Um, you know, lean on Ricky Seals Jones if he's healthy. That would another be a huge. Um, uh, blow to the team's chance if he can't play and Humphreys in the middle of the field 
um, you know, got, I think they had some, you know, potential to make some plays, you know, those 10 to 20 yard plays on the field. Um, if Gibson is out, you know, I think JD needs 20 touches, whether it be 10 carries, you know, 10 catches or maybe a little, little much there, but you know, 15 carry five catches, he can handle it. Um, you don't want to run him into the ground, but you know, get Jared Patterson the ball. You know, I think Patterson, Getting some touches. He's a tough runner. He deserves a shot. He had a really good preseason. Um, you know, I think you might as well give him some, you know, some leeway to make some plays, especially if Gibson's out. But hopefully Gibson's there and, you know, won't be has much of a workload for JD and Patterson. Um, will be a tough game. Um, so I think Green Bay is going to win 30 to 17. And I think Washington 14 will drop to 2 and 5. Moving on to fantasy football. Uh, I think JD McKissick is a good play this week. I mentioned it already with the injuries. Um, if he if Gibson's out, he's the number one running back. Um, he had 110 total yards last week. I think he was started in all formats, PPR, standard scoring leagues. Doesn't matter. He's eligible to be a, you know an RB2 play. Um, obviously, a bigger role if Antonio Gibson is out. Um, Cleveland's Ernest Johnson going against Denver tomorrow night on Thursday night football. Um, you know he's going to be in line to start with Nick Chubb and. Um, Kareem Hunt out. Um, he's been productive when he's given the chance. Last year, he had a couple of games with those other two out. He's a solid RB2 option. Denver's a good defense, but Cleveland loves to run the ball, um, especially now that Baker Mayfield is out. Um, I think sort of they're going to lean the run game a little more. Um, Demetrius Felton is another guy in the Cleveland backfield to consider. He's more of a passing threat, plays receiver and running back, but someone else to consider um, if you need a desperate running back play. Um, you got Ramondre Stevenson, the Patriots running back, going against the Jets. Damian Harris a little banged up. Uh, I think he will play, but Stevenson's been getting more playing time regardless. Um, he had 62 yards and a touchdown last week, 62 total yards between rushing and receiving. He's getting a little more opportunities in the passing game um, with James White out. So Stevenson, I think, is going to be a bigger part of that offense going forward. Receivers, you get Cleveland's Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's a guy I really liked at a mission a couple years ago. Um, had a lot of potential in Michigan, just never put it all together in the stat sheets. Why he slid to the fifth round. Um, you know, he could be the RB, excuse me, the wide receiver one for the Browns this week with I don't think Landry's going to be activated from IR this week. Beckham's still banged up. Um, he had 100 yards, 101 yards, and two touchdowns last week. Obviously, one was that Hail Mary. Not going to happen every week like that, but um, he could be the number one option in the pass game this week. Talented guy, and he's getting more opportunities. Um, you got T.Y. Helton from the Colts at San Francisco Sunday night. He had 80 yards in a season debut. Uh, I think he's only going to get more comfortable with Carson Wentz. Carson has a big arm. T.Y. has a big downplay threat. Um, San Francisco has a really you know, good amount of injuries unfortunately for them in the secondary so hopefully T.Y. Hilton can be a guy that can exploit that for them good matchup you got Christian Kirk the Arizona wide receiver going against Houston Texans great great matchup obviously going against Houston uh, he had 75 yards and a touchdown performance last week against the Browns um, he has 60 yards and four of six games this week, at least 60 yards and four of six games this week uh, this year someone to consider going against the Texans and lastly, tight end, um, as long as Ricky Sills-Jones can play, I think he has a good matchup going against the Packers this week. Uh, 58 yards on touchdown last week, 14 targets in the last two weeks. I think he'll get at least 7 to 10 targets this week if, his, if he's able, um, assuming if he's able to play against the Packers. Um, and he will continue to get opportunities until Logan is back. Logan can't come back until um, next week at the earliest, I'm pretty sure. So, um, right, Ricky Sills-Jones is a guy to consider this week and next week. With well, that, we'll conclude this Roman Round League episode. Washington team suffered another loss to drop to two and four in the year, and this week we'll look to pull off the episode in Lambeau Field versus the Green Bay Packers. Hope some of these fantasy t- tips help you in your league. Next week, I'll be back with a new episode previewing the Washington Ball team game at the Denver Broncos, with a look back at the Green Bay Packers game. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout Twenty One and Instagram at Roman Round League underscore Pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.